Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews, is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to episode 64 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Right now, my inner geek wants to tell my dog to shut up. <laughs> Megan, I want you to come home so the dogs will shut up. going to get DMX here on Tuesdays when we record. <laughs> you can control the dogs. Let's see. I don't have a lot in the general intro side of things, the general stuff. A couple of things I did want to point out real quick, though. If you uh, check out our episodes on our actual website, so on the allusgeeks.com website, the show notes have a couple things in them that are kind of cool. And, and this will only work from our website. So downside is if you want to access at least one of these features, you have to listen to the podcast on the website. Uh, so Tom Morell, <laughs> Aaron's one of the only people I know that actually does that. So, um, and I think I've already told him about this, but the first thing is that our timestamps, the player that I use on our website now, uh, one of the reasons I started using it is because you can actually make the timestamps clickable, uh, and it'll jump to that time. So now you can jump if there's a segment that you like to listen to or whatever, you can click on the timestamps that I put out there and it'll jump to that section. It's like time travel. Yeah. Now, if only they would ever get that so that it was native in MP3, that'd be awesome. But it is not. You're just asking a lot now, Jeff. Uh, And then the other thing, uh, which I've mentioned before, is our Amazon affiliate links. The show notes now have Amazon affiliate links in them. So a lot of the links that you'll see, unless, you know, we're talking about going to a Kickstarter or we're talking to somebody, you know, and we're telling you to go check out a website or something like that. But anytime you see a link for a product that we've talked about, like a game we've played, a book we've read, any of that kind of stuff, those will be tagged with our Amazon affiliate links. And if you click over, you can check it out. And if you actually make a purchase, that gives us a little help as well. So it's just one more way that you can kind of help us out if you're going to be shopping for things anyway. Game Review. Sponsored by Torin, one of our Patreon supporters. Thank you very much, Torin. And tonight we're going to be talking about Main Event. Ding, uh, ding. From Royal N Games. <laughs> yes. I was just a buddy of mine <laughs> and Maine. Just think M A M I M A I N E Maine, the state posted a box, a bag of candy or something like that. I, I forget what it was, what it's called, but it was like the company, the, the the brand of Maine. And then he posts the made in and it's made in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
things. <laughs> so I said, yes, the home of the world-famous Mexican lobsters. <laughs> uh, so main event. Let's see. They have a nice little tagline here. Let's get ready to shuffle. This is primarily a card game. Uh, the only people that are going to know this would be if you happen to be listening to us somewhere on Mixler. Because there's no way in hell, even if I wasn't behind in editing, that I would be able to get this out in time. But there is a Kickstarter for the second printing of this. Now, this was originally a Kickstarter. It was successful. I actually uh, met the guy that designed it and played it at Gen Con. He invited me to a demo session, played it, and then we got a copy for review. And then since then, now he's he's doing a very short run for a second print right now. So... If you happen to be listening right now on Mixler, you can go over to Kickstarter uh, and type in main event, and you'll see some main event. Uh, what's our elsewhere something. number right now? Our elsewhere is still two, mm. but you never know. <laughs> I don't know if it tells us, because I don't think it tells us people that listen like on the, on the website. Because uh, I've told you before, I always get a higher number back than I ever see here sometimes. That's right. Um, so just in case you can go over to Kickstarter and you can go search for main event and see the second printing of this there. It's only got like, as of today, seven days left. He ran like a 10 day campaign with like a small thousand dollar goal or something like that to do a second printing. So, so what is main event? Well, main event is a bit of a, little bit that I, I i don't want to kind of, i don't want to say deck building i mean you're kind of building up a deck but you're not really making the choices for what's in your deck too much so there is a, a deck um that you'll be kind of building up but you're not making a lot of choices to put cards in that deck it's deck accumulation deck accumulation yeah uh it is TM, um copyright. <laughs> uh what it was programmable what do you what do you call it when you like the like the robot rally thing I'm blanking oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like programmable actions or something yeah. like that. I, I'm blanking right now for some reason. And and it's based around you being a wrestler in the ring, and it's kind of like a free-for-all. Uh, you can play up to five players, I believe, and everybody will get a wrestler to represent them with a health total for, that goes from like 1 to 20. And you're basically trying to survive. You're trying to be the last one standing in the ring. There is a little bit of player elimination in that aspect. If you play with more than uh, another person, uh, there's going to be some player elimination. There's some advanced, uh, the two player rules, you use the ref, um, but in the advanced rules, you can also throw the ref in for a little extra chaos. And uh, you take the card that basically represents you and you put it in the middle uh, and you make like a ring so that there's uh, the other wrestlers are either to your left or your right. And your wrestling card actually has like a left right on it to kind of show you what you're doing. And then everybody gets a base set of cards that are like attack left, attack right, dodge left, dodge right, grapple, uh, block, block, stuff like that. And attack any. And attack any, right. Um, and then there's a big deck of cards that'll get added into your deck as you go along. And it's the typical, you run out of cards, you shuffle up your discard pile to make your next round of cards that you can pull from. And basically, like I said, you're trying to be the last wrestler standing in the ring. Uh, so it is a, it is very much a take that game. And again, it's got uh, 
deck accumulation, as Jordan said, and then the programmable actions. I still don't, I don't know why I'm blanking on what that's called right now, but it, it, the, the basic premise is once you've got everybody in the ring, you've got your, your base set of cards. Uh, you'll shuffle those up and there's also tokens to represent what order you're going to go in. So, um, occasionally you get to go first. <laughs> Mostly you'll get to go second. That's only when you and I are playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll, you'll take the tokens, the, the number of players you have, you'll kind of shuffle them up either in the box or just like mix them up in front of you and everybody will take one, flip it over. They're numerical. That tells you what order you're going to go into, going to go. And then you will draw four cards off the top of your deck. Look at all four of them and pick two uh, that you're going to actually do. And you'll put them in order that you're going to do them. So again, you're looking at things like dodge left, right, uh, attack left, right, grapple, block, attack any, that kind of stuff. And you're going to decide which order you're going to do them. And you're going to put them down in the positions for first action, second action. So again, it's the programmable action thing. Uh, and depending on where you are in the turn order, what somebody else does can affect what happens with you. So once everybody's done that, the other two cards you'll discard. Everybody will simultaneously flip over their first action, starting with whoever got an, the initiative token of one. They'll do their action and go around until everybody's done their stuff. So, for instance, uh, let's say I was third in line. Jordan was to my left, and and so I'm going, I'm, but I'm going third, but he's going f- second. And let's say, so he's to my left. I decide my first action, I want to attack left because obviously that's what Jordan and I do. <laughs> so I flip my attack left thinking, ha, I'm going to hit Jordan. Well, Jordan's over there. Maybe he didn't get any of his attacks, but he knows how we do. <laughs> and he got his dodges. <laughs> so he decides to dodge right. So he actually then, because since he's player number two, he switches with me, and then now suddenly I'm attacking whoever was on his left instead when it comes to my turn to attack. So that's why you kind of you you want to know where you are in, in the uh, turn order and try to plan for that. And then, of course, it's that, well, what do I think the person before me is going to do, that kind of thing. And then it also matters, too, like on your last action, whoever's the last player makes no sense for them to grapple because there's nothing for them to stop. Because what a grapple does is you grapple somebody and you get to pick who you're grappling. That person loses their next action. Um, so it, it kind of takes away one action from them uh, unless they've blocked. Is that it? Yes, I believe the yeah. block blocks a grapple. Yeah, so uh, that's why you kind of want to watch turn order. And then uh, everybody has a base attack of one. So if you attack somebody, you're just doing one point of damage. Now there are special card specialty cards in here that basically give you kind of special powers and stuff. There's one that gets taken out in a two player game, but was one that I had when I played a multiplayer game. And that's every time you go second in the game, you get to heal yourself like one point, you know, but I mean, that's pretty decent. If you can manage to grab the second, there's another special ability that once the initiative tokens have been shown. Uh, you're allowed to take first, uh, the, the first player if you want to, stuff like that. And then there's a bunch of the other cards like we were talking about, and they're, they're going to do different things like give you the ability to heal and give you 
uh, extra damage that you can do, um, give you the ability to avoid some damage, poison other players, you know, things like that. And l- things like poison and stun are the only thing that takes away the other person's specialty cards. So that is pretty much the game. Uh, I mean, you're going to always draw, well, no, there's a little bit, little bit more, but not by much. It's you draw, you draw your four cards, you pick the two you're going to play, you discard the two you're not going to, uh, you simultaneously reveal your first action, everybody does their first action, you do your second action, everybody does their second action, and then the only other thing there really is, is that is a round. So once a round is over, Everybody's going to get to put one card in their discard pile from the, you know, the uh, middle deck, except for the person that was the most damaged that round. If there's somebody that is clearly the most damaged, so I think ties it, they just disregard it and everybody still just gets one card. But if you have taken more damage than anybody else, you actually get two cards into your deck. And that is pretty much it. You just keep repeating that until somebody is reduced. Well, not somebody until you are the only person left <laughs> that is uh, uh, standing. If everybody else takes their 20 points of damage, they're uh, eliminated from the game. Now, um, Jordan and I played it two player. So obviously there's no real player elimination to that. It's just the game is over. I was able to play it multiplayer. Now this is a 30 to 60 minute game. At least the games that I got to play with multiple players, they were close enough where when the elimination started happening, it wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? It was like once they start happening, they start kind of happening. So you're not going to necessarily be sitting there for a long period of time. I haven't played anything yet where anybody's just been out and out smoked and uh, has been like maybe sitting there for a half hour or more. So on that end, I mean, if you don't like player elimination, obviously that's going to be an issue, but it wasn't too bad. All right, so let's go ahead and, and I guess get into everything here. So components. Components are pretty much, I mean, there's the tokens for your initiative, and then there it's primarily cards, and there are some cubes to kind of do your health tracking on. Uh, what did you think? The cardboard is solid. The box itself is a nice box. It's glossy. The cubes are just standard wooden cubes. and they're, I mean, there's nothing special there. Uh, and the artwork actually plastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the the artwork on the cards is is pretty good. You know, it's it's solid componentry. It's a card game, like you said. The biggest component is cards, and the cards are are good. Yeah. Um. The uh, artwork is very cartoony. I mean, it's meant to be kind of a fun take that kind of style game. It's not meant to be a serious game by any means. So, I mean that. In that aspect, I'm fine with the artwork. I like the artwork for, for this game. I mean, it's nothing that you're going to want to put on your wall or anything like that. I don't know. That Hillary Swank drawing is it's pretty darn good. <laughs> the And the box is like a square box, and it's got kind of a, a ring around it. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it, it's very uh, thematic. And it does. You save that for theme. I'm sorry. <laughs> my My bad. <laughs> So it's kind of, I mean, the only thing would be sometimes gimmick boxes like this, people kind of get irritated by, right? Because then it's like, here it is, but now it doesn't fit properly on my shelf or whatever. But it's a small, it's a, it's a small game, really. And that, you know, it's just pretty much going to go wherever you put most of your other small kind of card games and stuff. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. And I think the, the components are pretty solid. The cards are, are decent. I don't think they're, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Well, they're not the best quality card. Yeah. The, these are definitely, felt, but it's, they're not black core. That's for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're thin, yeah. but there's not so thin that you're going to want to sleeve them. Well, I'm sure somebody will sleeve them because there are people <laughs> out there that sleeve all their cards for every game, but it's not like you're going to need. You know, the ultra post leaves to right. keep them straight, you know, for fear of bending if you sneeze. Yeah. Well, and, and even that though, they're, the, they are more like the bridge size cards. They're yeah. not poker size. Yeah. Yeah. You'll need a fantasy flight specialty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, it was, uh, it was good quality. So let's go ahead and go to mechanics. It's, it's really sound. There's only three things that you go on, you know, you, you play your cards, you draw your cards and, or I should say you, you, you lay your cards, you play your cards, you draw your cards. Everything is, is pretty straightforward. All the cards are, are self-explanatory. Anything that goes, the poisons tell you what to do. Your upgrades tell you what to do. Like the riot shield tells you, you know, you avoid two damage, you know, any special abilities you draw tell you, when they're in effect and what to do. So mechanically, uh, it's very sound. There's not a lot of need to refer to the rule book because it's everything's on the cards. There's not a lot of referencing that we did. Everything's there and everything follows through from phase to phase. And, uh, when you're actually at the, the combat resolution step, everything on the cards is self-explanatory. So mechanically, the game flows very well. Uh, Mike says the game sounds pretty cool. Since you weren't here when we first kind of talked about it. Nope. You'd be here on time. <laughs> You're no going backsies. This is actually, this was previously a Kickstarter that was successful, but since grabbing it for review from Gen Con from, uh, Zach, who created the game, he's actually thrown up a second print on Kickstarter right now that's only got like seven days left. So if you actually go over there and check out main event, you'll see what he's got going on for the uh, reprint here that he's trying to do. But he, yeah, he, he only ran like a 10-day campaign. He said he took the wife out to eat and he has no regrets. But yeah, what do you got to say now, Jordan? Well, I was just debating whether I needed to perv that up or not. <laughs> and according to him... This sounds a lot better than our last two episodes through Mixler. So that makes me Good. really scared about our last two episodes. So <laughs> Go you- with the positive, not the negative. <laughs> it's, it sounds better. <laughs> All right. So mechanics. In general, yes, I agree. The mechanics of this are pretty solid. I knew kind of going in that you and I would have a decent time with it because it has, it is such a solid take that game. So I knew we could at least make some fun out, fun with it in that regard. Uh, like I said, I sat and played it with a group. Um, the, the whole group kind of knew each other and I was the kind of the outlander there, but we had a lot of fun with it and it, it was a good time there. So there are a couple things, um, and this kind of maybe we talk a little bit more about in rules, but there are a few things that need to be fleshed out, I think. But in general, it's not a massive game stopper. You just kind of make your decision and kind of go on and continue to play that way. The base mechanics, though, of, uh, again, being able to do the programmable actions, uh, adding stuff to your deck and working with it and, you know, having options. It's nice that you actually get to take like four cards and decide which two you're going to keep, that kind of stuff. All of those things, I think, work really well in this game. And I think it does a good job mechanically and later thematically. (laughs) 
Save it. <laughs> Fine. I think it does a good job. <laughs> I'll save it. But I, I do like the foundation of the mechanics in this one I like, and I think they've done a good job with, and I, I really enjoy it for what it is. So rules. Let's talk about the rules for a minute. Now, right now, the rules are basically a double-sided sheet of paper. It's that uh, simple. What you have to learn, this, I mean, that covers everything from setup on, including looking later for what you do for a two-player game and the advanced rules on using the ref if you want to use the ref, uh, that kind of stuff. So it's very concise, so it's very easy to get through. That, to me, might be a little bit of the downfall. Um, I think just spend a little extra time, put this in booklet format, add a little more text, and flesh out a couple things um, in my mind. And one of the things I know um, Zach and I already talked about at Gen Con, and that was the item card, whether or not you can get rid of your own item cards. Um, you and I had talked about there's nothing in here that really kind of tells you you're poisoned. But now I supposedly get a specialty card. Am I allowed to take the specialty card, even though I'm poison? Because poison got rid of my last specialty card. But am I allowed to have one now? Things like that. So little things like that that can be gotchas. And depending on your group and how people like to argue, <laughs> they could be what arguing at the game table. <laughs> exactly. They they could end up being larger arguments and wasting more time on little things like that. Where if just from a few more sentences here and there, all of these things could be clarified a little bit. So if I have anything that I'm going to be a little harsher on on this game, it's the rules. Just because they're there, you'll learn the game, you'll you'll be fine with what's here for the most part. But as soon as you start having those type of questions and they start happening on the table, the rules aren't going to help you. You need to almost figure that out for yourself as they sit right now. What do you think? I'd agree with that. I'd forgotten the uh, the little issue we had with the special abilities and, and my poison. For what it is, uh, you know, a double-sided eight and a half by 11, it give, like you say, it gives you everything you need, and it's easy to pick up. Uh, you taught it very quickly. Not a lot of new concept here, so they didn't need, you know, a whole section on philosophy or anything like that. So rules as written, yeah, I'd agree with you. 95%. There's a little polishing that needs to happen. All right, so then we go into teachability, which you already kind of went into, even though you keep telling me to save stuff. I I said nothing <laughs> about teachability. You said I taught it. Yes. Real but, quickly. Yeah, you did, but I didn't talk about the in-depth about teachability. It's a whole different topic. Yeah. So teachability is high on this one, which is usually the case when you have such a small rule book, right? I mean, if you're not spending hours pouring through a rule book, it's probably a good bet that you're not going to spend hours explaining the game to other people. You have to screw up a rule book <laughs> real bad on eight and a half by 11 to, <laughs> to make teachability hard. Yeah. So like they send it in Korean. Yeah. Well, I, just, yeah just in, in, interpretive dance images. <laughs> what? The, what? No. <laughs> I don't know why he's bending over backwards. I don't know. Oh, draw a card. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, no, but so this is very simple to teach and I think it's easy to teach. I think this is a game that you could, I mean, if you've got wrestling fans, if you got anything like that, that may not even necessarily be gamers. This is a casual enough game. It's a, again, it's that awesome take that style game and it's based around kind of wrestling that you can sit down with pretty much anybody, teach this game and start playing it 
almost immediately. And if they're not used to that programmable action thing, it's only going to take the first cup, first time or first couple times when they screw up, <laughs> not realizing that somebody was going to dodge or something like that, where they go, Oh, okay. All right. I, I see what's happening here. <laughs> all right. So replayability. What do you think about replayability? Uh, I think there's a lot of replayability here. Uh, even at max players, once everybody knows what they're doing and proc their actions really fast, I, I don't see why this would go 60 uh, on a re- on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the time frame is, is, is enough that it's going to be something you'll want to play a little bit more often, maybe even back to back. And the deck itself is big enough uh, that you're never going to consistently see like I never saw the cards that you played on me, you know they they never made it into my hand, <laughs> clearly. So I, I was getting a lot of poison. <laughs> Are you like Merc? <laughs> you just doing your bad chems batch right into the into the <laughs> ring? So replayability is high just because the 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 power uh, the 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 uh, the upgrade deck is really big. the The special abilities deck is pretty small, but. Um, never really saw a lot of those come out, so I don't necessarily know that that needs to be big. So, um, I think just based on speed and the variety of the cards and the fact that it, it it's pretty light, so it serves a lot of purposes or it can serve a lot of purposes, can make this replayability kind of medium. It's not something that, uh, I think is going to see the table every week, no matter what your game group is into, but it's good, uh, it's good filler. It's light. It's definitely a good intro game because it's uh it's not just your standard card game and it's got some you know like you say the robo rally mechanics that uh maybe not everybody's familiar with so it's got something good beyond just the standard card game shuffle play draw shuffle play draw i think uh, replay- replayability medium yeah i would agree I, I think the only thing that maybe i would like some extra are the specialty cards that's kind of a really thin stack yep and we saw quite a few of them just from a two-player perspective. Now, obviously, we had to take some out, but that was only like maybe four, yeah. I think. So with more players, all of those kind of get out quickly and may not be there for use or you're going to receive them, that kind of thing. That is a, a much thinner deck, and it would be kind of cool to see some more of those. Uh, and to me... Yeah, but the way those hang around, stay active, I should say, <laughs> until you're poisoned or stunned. There's not necessarily, I don't see a, a need for a bigger deck because other than that, it was a two player game and you had every poison card ever written <laughs> that it just seems to me that in a bigger game with a more even distribution, you're not necessarily going to be seeing, you're not going to be getting poisoned every turn, it seemed, <laughs> and just keep losing your special abilities. I, I just think for distribution in like a five player game, I, I still think it's a good enough deck. If he does a future expansion, sure, some stuff to to vary it, you know, because you've seen all the, those right. cards. But as it stands see, right now, to, to me, the only reason, that, like, I'd I'd like to see that maybe a little thicker is just from the aspect of I kind of look at the specialty cards as kind of almost like your signature move kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's where you know everybody's, and you don't nece- you don't necessarily start with one. You can, um, and I think in a two player game we did. Yep, but. To me, that's like everybody has their normal base deck kind of thing, and you build from there. Um, the specialty card to me is kind of, like, again, like the signature move, like the little bit. of So to be able to mix and match that a little bit more so you see different specialties at different times uh, when you're playing, 
that's that's my big and again it's it's minor um i would just like to maybe see it a little bit bigger but it doesn't affect my overall thinking of the game uh in general and i would agree with you it's you know a a good mid-level replayability again if you are maybe a a wrestling fan and stuff it might be a little higher for you but this is a good mid-level he said it's a fast kind of fast game it's a it's got that player elimination so that might turn some people off but it's fast enough it doesn't bother me and it's it's a it's a easy game to kind of get people into and teach and learn and just go with i mean it's not you know you're not going okay um i haven't played this game in a while let me open up the 30 page rule book and don't worry. Within the next half hour, we'll start. We'll start. You know, it's it's not that type of game. Oh, Bob got here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you'll get up and running pretty quickly. So in that aspect, and and especially since it is kind of a take that thing, uh, I, I agree with you. It's got the it's that mid level replayability where it's it's not necessarily going to come out every game night, but if somebody's asked about it or if there's you know, there's some, there's a, a lull and you're looking for something to kind of play that I would have no problem pulling this out and being, Hey, let's, 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 let's play a little main event for now. All right. So theme, what'd you think of theme, sir? Oh no, you go first, please. <laughs> oh, I, th- there's no theme here at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like the theme. I, I, you know, it's been ages since I've been a wrestling fan, <laughs> but what this game does, the kind of character characters uh and and the cartoony feel and atmosphere and you know things like having a barbed wire bat and a riot shield and you know all of these things that you can kind of put together and and the fact that it is a take that game uh because it's a free-for-all in the ring and it is chaotic because people are dodging left and right while people are trying to attack left and right and all that kind of stuff it kind of gives me this little mental flashback of like WrestleMania all ins, <laughs> kind of the battle royale. Yeah. Don't want to be the first thing. over the rope. Yeah. So I think the theme is is good, and I think they've done a good job with it, and I think it shines through in pretty much every aspect of 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 what they put in the box. I'd agree. There's it, it's everything, the cards, the the characters. Well, except except Hillary's swank. She's <laughs> her character's for Million Dollar Baby, but everything else was kind of. Definitely wrestling related and everything, all the ability, not all the abilities and all the, the cards that you build your deck with all have a feel of what I think the WWE is these days. So definitely it says main event. The box looks like a ring. All the characters are wrestler caricatures. I mean, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, Hillary Swank. I mean, I looked at all the cards and I was like, yeah, I know all these people, what they're, what they're drawn, drawn from. So it, it's, it's there. The theme is definitely there. It's wrestling game and the theme is strongly wrestling. You have a naked luchador. That's Mr. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> all right. So fun factor slash overall. Uh, what do you think, sir? Uh, as an overall, I'm going to say, I'm I'm only lukewarm on it because I'm just I'm not keen on the theme. I it's as with you it's been a long time since I've been a wrestling fan, a long long time, and that really didn't do much to draw me in. This uh this is kind of like the Warhammer uh the War Machine games were for me. This is a technically sound game mechanically and playing. I have no real complaints about it other than the fact that I just don't care about the theme. Uh it, this is not a game it's not a bad game. It's just not a game I want to own. 
I will. I will oh, go don't li- respectfully disagree. Just disagree. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to go a little bit, little bit higher, I think, than you are. Only because, and and I and I think one of the things, and we didn't necessarily point it out. I don't know if this is the best two-player game. Oh, I think this works at two because of the inclusion of the ref. Mm-hmm. If there was no ref and we were just bouncing back and forth, <laughs> then it would definitely suck. But I think it, it works because of the ref at two. And from what I've seen, I think it definitely works. It should work all the way up to five. And I, I would think that this is just my love of kind of random dickery. Keep the ref in either, even all the way up to five. Cause yeah, I think can. it's just fun dodging. And then you realize you're about to punch the ref and maybe knock him out and lose an action. Well, that's one thing we didn't talk about. If you knock out the ref, mm-hmm. you lose an action as punishment. Yeah. Next um, round. Yeah. yeah. So the ref isn't there just to continue the wrestling theme. The ref actually is an impediment too. Yeah. And I, I guess from my perspective, from what it is, I mean, yeah, it technically worked two player and you and I are used to playing kind of take that games against each other, but seeing it and playing it in the five player work realm, that, work that. Yeah. <laughs> stupid dogs. Seeing it playing it in the five player realm and the, again, the, just the amount, the, the extra level of trash talking mm-hmm. and, and well, what the hell, dude? Why are you after me? Kind of thing just added to the overall experience for me. So the two Does it look player, like I knew you were going to dodge right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to, and that was just it. There was a lot of that. So the two player is a little more subdued for me where I think the five player or the more players you add to it, I think it shines a little bit more. When oh, you start I definitely agree that, that this is something that, that I think would be optimal at, at max players. Yep. And yeah, the, the theme, uh, is fine by me. I don't necessarily need to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it. It's an enjoyable game and I can appreciate and kind of look back to when I was a wrestling fan kind of thing. Uh, so I'm fine with it on that level too. But like we kind of said, it's, it's that mid level replayability is kind of, I just don't see this coming out a lot on game nights, um, or at least not consistently. It will come out, just not consistently. So I appreciate the game and I like the game, but the fun factor slash overall is I'm a little more than lukewarm, but I'm not much much more above it, I think, overall. Uh, just from the aspect of I don't necessarily see bringing this out a ton. Yeah, I don't see this game like hitting the game table every week, but on like a game day when you're doing like 14, 18 hours solid, mm-hmm. this is a game that I can see going from table to table and still getting played right, all day right, long. Right, right, And in that aspect, that's pretty cool. I mean, yep. and and I enjoy, that's what I'm saying. I, I like it from that aspect, but I do agree if, I, if I'm just sitting down myself, I'd have to be like, yeah, this is, this is a cool game, but it's not necessarily going to be, it's not a go-to. It's not, it's not a go-to for a normal game night, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so there you go. Main event. It is for sale in, in a, uh, I know he's, he's, he's working on some links, I think, especially after the reprint here to make sure that you're able to purchase it. So main event from Royal N Games. What we're watching. Sponsored by Timothy D, one of our Patreon supporters. Thank you very much, Timothy. And what do you got? <laughs> I got a list. I got a list of things that I have watched. Things that I have watched. Uh, Rizzoli and Isles, 
Still going, but I think they're about to wrap up. I think we only got one or two apps left of that. It's popcorn, but I liked it. Uh, last chip, same thing that actually got semi-serious. They went, uh, the whole morality route about killing a terrorist kind of a thing, which you just don't expect in this kind of TV. They're all very black and white and all very cardboard cutouts of the characters they're supposed to be. So this was an unexpected moment of drama. Mr. Robot, still continuing to be good. I want to watch that show. You should. Finished watching Black Lagoon. Uh, that finished pretty strong. A good ending. Currently watching Ultimate Otaku Teacher. It's another one of those uh, kind of a, a lean on me, stand and deliver things. Was not expecting it to be like this, but dude's a science prodigy, and he wrote like this awesome paper when he was in high school, and then he decided he's got he's got this disease, uh, YD where he can only do what he yearns to do. And he yearns to be an anime blogger and nothing else. But eventually his, his what? Not his wife. His, his, his sister bleed him into getting a teaching job. So he like hates teaching, but he runs into these moments where a lesson needs to be taught, but it's not like science. It's like, you know, don't be bullies and stand up for yourself and it's that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's nothing deep. I mean, Morgan Freeman certainly did it better. Oh, that's just true of anything Morgan Freeman's done. <laughs> but it, it's enjoyable. Uh, saw Man from Uncle. I liked it, uh, even though it was a little bit silly. If you're going to do a remake, I mean, Man from Uncle, the TV show, was like serious. I mean, it was not high drama, but it was serious. The, the movie, not only was it a remake, was not serious. The characters were dumb. Like, they're supposed to be like the pinnacle of the American and the Soviet spies. But they were basically dumb. They're dumb people. And it's it, it just frustrates me when they remake something that was good at one point, and in order to differentiate themselves from the original, they've got to make the characters less than what they were. I mean, it was not high drama, but it was still good, and the characters were engaging. Uh, here, it was funny because you were waiting for the next mess-up kind of a thing. It was uh, not quite slapstick, but just on the verge. And Straight Outta Compton watched that. Enjoyed it. We want to watch that. We haven't seen it yet. Mike says you need to watch Black Lagoon, damn it. I did watch it. I just finished it. The whole series. Maybe he was talking about himself. <laughs> maybe he should then. No, maybe he was. Maybe I just misread what he said. <laughs> I have some stuff. I don't know if it's all, all because I didn't have to, like I told you when you got here, I was trying to figure out the mystery game that showed up at the door. So I didn't get to go back over my list. Uh, he said he's seen the first episode or two somewhere, but never found it again. Crunchyroll. No, Funimation. There you go. Has it on dub. Uh, so let's see. American Ninja Warrior still. Last comic standing. Watching that. Defiance. Defiance. Okay, I'm just going to point out that, what? one thing. What? 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 That what? show I really, really like. But going all the way back to the first season, you got the big remains of the St. Louis Arch. Okay, fair enough. What that's doing in Toronto down by the rail yard, I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you got the remains of the St. Louis Arch. But they go out of their way to say that it doesn't look anything like St. Louis anymore because when the aliens terraformed, Old St. Louis got rolled up and is all underground now. So why do you still see the arch? 
It shouldn't be there. Well, ours got blowed up. Well, <laughs> most of it's gone now. That's true. It's it's just bothered me for two and a half seasons, and I finally had to vent. They'll like the show. So, so do I. <laughs> Rockney can do no wrong. That is not a challenge, Mr. Open. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> well, Farscape movie. <clears throat> that is true. We, we may see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Falling Skies. Watching that, that's this is last season for that as well. We got to be coming down to one of the last episodes too, I would think. And I think it was like one or two episodes left, and I just don't see how they're gonna tie it up well. I don't know how great of an idea it was to they introduced a new alien race right at the end of the last season, and like you know just introduced it. So like that was a season four thing, so final season thing, and then. Now this whole idea of a queen or something for the race they're fighting and just, it's like, it's just too much stuff to try to add in and then try also try to wrap up. Cause you knew that's the thing you knew going in, this was your last season. <laughs> so they got a lot to do in just a few more episodes. It seems like, uh, Ray Donovan, and then the sun exploded. <laughs> exactly. Just something. And then it was all a dream. <laughs> and Wiley woke up and he was a doctor in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, Ray Donovan, uh, watch, still watching that. We're still enjoying that one. Between, I did finish that. If they do a second season of that, uh, that'll just kind of be done to me, I think. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, that was the one where the, anybody over 22 died in the, in the town. So it was pretty much the kids trying to run. And then they quarantined off the town and everything. And then the, the government, you know, quarantined them put a dome over and, it yeah put a dome <laughs> over it. and just the way it ended it's like a season two would just be the kids getting wiped out i mean just season two we're done <laughs> i turn 23 tomorrow <laughs> and then let's see bob's burgers is what i'm currently power watching that that replaced uh, between once I got done with that because I was trying to figure out something short episode wise that I could kind of go through and so that was one of the things in my queue it's one of those like like Megan and I love Archer but for some reason Bob's Burgers just didn't do anything for us so we never picked it up and I kind of still feel that way I'm like almost I'm I'm into season four it's like I've uh, I don't know why I'm watching this other than it's 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 you know, there it's got moments, and I chuckle here and there, but it's not as solid to me like Archer is. Like Archer, we think is genuinely funny, like laugh out loud kind of funny. These every once in a while, something might make me go, "Okay, that was kind of cute," but that's about it. And it's like I said, I'm four seasons in, so. And then we finally watched the Equalizer movie. Hmm. Like I said, good movie, just not the Equalizer. <laughs> good movie by any other title. So. Jason Bourne for <laughs> So yeah, I mean it was it was a good movie. It was a solid movie. It just was had nothing really to do with the equalizer. It wasn't until the last like the last frame. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that has the potential to be an equalizer sequel. <laughs> well, you know, it's the equalizer origin story. <laughs> no, not even that. Yes. It was no. the origin of how he became the equalizer. Oh. It should have been the prequelizer. <laughs> TMC. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, so that's what I'm watching. <laughs> I'm done with you now. 
<laughs> you're never done. You're not done until I leave. Back of your range. Don't get it out. <laughs> We're reading slash listening to sponsored by Dan S over on Patreon. Thank you very much for supporting us on Patreon, Dan S. There's talk of whether or not to wear underwear and go commando in our chat room right now. This may have been a really bad idea. (laughs) Why not? We are wearing underwear or going Going commando. commando. You don't know. Well, I am. I always assume you are. You always look so comfortable. <laughs> you, want me, you want to go? You want me to go? You, I, I have like hardly anything. So. I have very little as well. So you, you go hardly anything and then I'll do very little. Okay. Well, uh, obviously still looking at voice, uh, audition scripts and stuff. That's a lot of my reading lately, uh, for the voiceover work I'm trying to do. And then I am reading Transformers more than meets the eye from IDW, that series. Because that is the series that I'm voicing right now. So I'm I'm voicing Fortress Maximus. Uh, So I thought, you know what? I want to see what's going on around these lines I'm reading. So uh, I I picked up a couple of the trades off of Comixology and started reading them. So that's what I'm a dick. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) No, I am. I am a dick. (laughs) In in that series, I I go a little crazy. How they didn't scrap me, I don't know. But so yeah, it's gonna be fun when I finally get to those lines. Cause like I just did the lines for my my intro, and I'm literally like the last thing on like issue four. So I'm like I just like here I am, you know, kind of thing. And then so then and that, that's all I got. Right? He's like, here's your lines, and it's like one panel or whatever is what my lines are gonna be, and it's the panel I I shared on on Facebook. So those are all the lines I had. I had no idea. That's, that was one of the things like, I want to go look at this trade now. <laughs> What's going on? And so I started looking at what happens the next few years. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm reading. I have an even smaller list than that. Uh, I haven't read any comics. I don't have a paper uh, book. I'm finished listening to Mark of Coban, the second book in the Coban series that I have waxed rhapsodic about. This was a bit of a drop-off because it was more of a transition story than a real story. But as far as transition stories go, it's pretty well done. It was enjoyable. Jumps the time frame ahead 10 years, introduces a bunch of new characters, and it doesn't... Uh, the war between the crawl and the humans have has been underway. So um, it just jumps ahead 10, 10 years. They, he gives a bit of a breakdown of what's happened in those 10 years on both sides. And then he just introduces and runs with the new cast of characters. Not a lot happens. Uh, just there's, it's more of a character introduction and plot progression without actually having, without doing a lot. There's a couple combat pieces here and there just to show that the crawl really are invading and to, to give it a bit of meat. Cause if he, if he didn't have those, have those, it really would have just been a book on politics. Um, so he, 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 he put in a couple good combat scenes to, to, to lighten things up because it was pretty dry otherwise, but it was, a, it's a solid stepping off, uh, stepping on point for the rest of the, the rest of the series. If it wasn't for the fact that I'd say book one was so good, I'd say you could kind of skip book one and just do book two as like a, a preface. 
I mean, that was like a 400 page preface, but a preface and then continue. But book one, so good. Definitely need to read it. On the audiobook side, I'm continuing. Well, that's still the audiobook side. I'm listening to Fulgrim on the, on the computer. That is, uh, I mentioned before, that's the Emperor's Children for the Horse Heresy. It's, it, it's the fall of Fulgrim and the Emperor's Children. And given that they're my favorite fluff in both fantasy and 40k, I'm really disappointed because they're just portraying puss, uh, Fulgrim to be a bit of a pussy. <laughs> See, I mean, he's the primarch of the Emperor's Children, but he's like just whining. The world sucks and I don't realize I'm crazy and everybody's unfair. So it's kind of disappointing from <laughs> my standpoint. And on the phone, I'm listening to, uh, let me tell you, since I have my wow. phone right here, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> that good, huh? Yeah. No, it, it actually is really good. <laughs> the Lost Starship by Von Hepner, narrated by David Stiffel or Stiffel. I don't know. It's actually, it, it's one of those kind of, it's definitely, it's definitely popcorn reading or listening, but it's, um, future earth colonies, blah, 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 that whole thing. Possible alien race, possibly offshoot human that was lost 200 years ago and then through whatever undisclosed means got much better and has come back to wreak vengeance. So it, undefeatable enemy. It's kind of, it's, it's, it reminds me actually of Stargate Atlantis when, uh, they first uh, introduced the concept of Atlantis in Stargate SG1. And so they had to go find this ancient technology to save them from the Goa world and then the URI. So. The main character, he gets tapped for this mission to go that he's got to go find this now long destroyed. It's a, actually, it's a good cross between Stargate and Star Trek. He's got to go find this, uh, lost race who had this ultimate defensive weapon and got to get that weapon on their side. They don't know if it's AI. They know it's unmanned because it's been doing its thing for all reports for 10,000 years. It's just patrolling its sector of space, blowing up everything. So they got to go get it on its side to, uh, on, on their side to, to save themselves from the, this indefeatable enemy. It's actually, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Like I said, it's a good cross between Stargate because it's got that, they've got to go find the thing. But it also reminds me of the, uh, the Doomsday Machine app of Star Wars where they had that long thing, Captain Decker and his Constitution class ship. They flew it in there and blew it up. This indestructible, the planet eater, which in itself, spawned one of the better eu books uh where they posited that the planet eater was created to just take on the borg but while the race that created it got it built they were eventually consumed by the borg before it could be in any use so now the planet eater is just out there doing its thing working its way across the universe uh so it's a good combination of like atlantis and star trek and i'm enjoying it uh i'm only like a third of the way into it all the mains haven't even been brought together yet but just on that, I'm going to say, give it a shot if you if you like it. It's the Lost Starship. Is that it? That's it. If I have to hold it, I'm not reading it right now. <laughs> what we're playing, sponsored by our friends Indie Game Alliance, one of our Patreon supporters. So thank you very much, Indie Game Alliance, for supporting us on Patreon and allow us to. Tell all the wonderful people what we're playing. Uh, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. All right. Why don't you go? I will go. I will go, sir. Yesterday or Sunday, on top of what we played for review, we also got in a game of Wasabi. It was my first time. Wasabi! 
It was my first time playing that, and I thought it was fun. Really enjoyable. Hope to play it again. Free review. Bonus review. <laughs> also, it was Pathfinder weekend, so I got in both the cards and the RPG. We are progressing through Skull and Shackles by leaps and bounds. We're not, but it's still fun, even though we only get in probably one one mission every month. I'd really like to play that more, because I want to get to Wrath of Righteous, too. Got in some D&D Attack Wing. Uh, that was a fun game. My team won. And by that, I mean, we had four players and one of us was, we were two good builds and two evil builds. So we just decided to team up and do good versus evil. And the good team won, not through anything that I actually did because all my dice just came up blanks almost every time. It was horrible, but I, I'll still take my share of credit for the victory. Played and have stopped playing Arkham Knight. I don't think I'm going to play that anymore <laughs> per our previous discussion. I just think you're bad at video games <laughs> after our previous discussion. No, I just, <laughs> if I wanted to play Forza, I'd buy Forza. That's it. Too much of that game is driving based. The core game, I'm probably going to finish, but the rest of the shit, having to drive all over the place to get the Riddler's clues and come on. I don't No, You're not going to winch yourself up a wall. <laughs> There's, there's just too much bad in that game for me to want to do anything other than com- just complete the core story. <laughs> Continuing with Mortal Kombat X and Injustice on the mobiles, uh, State of Decay, uh, I'm enjoying it, but I'm going to have to start over. Uh, I've come <laughs> yeah, to that conclusion. Uh, because you suck at video <laughs> games! No, no, I don't! No, no, I don't! It's the- <laughs> you totally have to start over in State of Decay, though. <laughs> yeah, I totally do. I, I've given up on that. I, I, deliberately went and let my last starter character go out and get eaten just to see what happens. And then they just give you another scrub. Yep. And I start over even worse off because now I have no, uh, no influence (laughs) with the community. I'm like, Oh my God. So I'm just going to have to start that over, I think. And I, my motivation to do that is low. So I might not be doing anything on my console until Fallout 4 comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that's not true because I'm also playing Neverwinter. And I'm enjoying that. It's it's pretty light, but for a dude that's generally just played their MMOs on a keyboard, it's it's good. It's an interesting uh, doing it on the controller is was not as uh, counterintuitive as intuitive as I thought it would be. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it in a while, but it definitely it was. I mean, for what it was, and and the fact that it's free. Yeah, a free to play. Yeah, and- it was just uh, it's a good little time waster. Yeah. All right, let's see. Don had his game weekend here recently. I was able to attend at least one day of that. While there, I played several games of Witch Hunt. Got to play Tiny Epic Defenders. That was a lot of fun. So I played Kingdoms last time I was at Don's game. (laughs) Finally got to play Tiny Epic Kingdoms at the last game day I went to that was Don's. So I go back, and I get to play the next one. Tiny Epic Defenders. Once a year, once a year you get a Tiny know, Epic something. So apparently next year I'll play Tiny Epic Galaxies. <laughs> By that time, Tiny Epic Universes should be out. Yeah. Is it Universes? They're doing a Western one here soon. Yeah, it's not Universes. Uh, it's just continuing. Yeah. Kingdom Galaxy Universe. Right. And then we also got in a, another game of Legendary Encounters Predator, and we died, died horribly. <laughs> it was, that was not a good game for us. At all. See, we also played some Firefly Shiny Dice. And like you said, we played Wasabi, which was fun because I have not played Wasabi 
and it's, it's got to be 10 plus years now that I've had that game and, and last time I played it. That was a lot of fun to break out. Wasabi. 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 And that's pretty much what I got. Let's see before we wrap up here. Speaking of Anime Don, uh, next time we record, right, is when he should be here. Yes. So uh, the next time we record a main episode, Anime Don should be in the room. Weather permitting, the snow's been pretty brutal recently, but, you know. <laughs> and possibly the recording after that, we might have somebody here, too. I want to double check that before I say too, I said too much. <laughs> uh, but we might have another guest in, in studio, in the geek compound, uh, for the next two recordings. If everything works out, it's going to be Sarah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, let's see the other thing, um, here soon ish. I don't know the exact time frame, but I will be appearing on the Gaming Careers podcast. We've already recorded it, so um, I know he's just going through the editing. I don't know what, when he's going to release that one. But the Gaming Careers podcast is on our network, and uh, he invited me on. So that was a good conversation. Steve's a good guy, runs a good, good podcast, so I was happy to go over there. And coming up here soon, I'll be on the Legal Moves podcast. So Zachary invited me to his podcast, and we're going to be recording that soon. So I have no idea when that's actually going to come out, but we'll be recording it in the next couple of weeks as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, and he's going to record with me, so he's going to be on our side as well. Uh, and Zachary is a lawyer who actually kind of specializes in the gaming side of things. So he helps people with contracts and, and Kickstarter and stuff like that. So uh, I've kind of given him a game of crowdfunding slot so we can talk about the law and, and Kickstarter and stuff like that and what he does to help people out in Kickstarter. So that'd be a lot of fun. I am the law. <laughs> nice. All right. That's pretty much all I got. So um, I think that will bring us to the end of another episode. Thank you, Chris and Mike, for hanging out with us in uh, the Mixler chat there and apparently keeping each other entertained. You guys are sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Jeff King. And I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network Family Member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Who, What, Why, a game design podcast a podcast that talks about the ins and outs of game design with game designers. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.